A teacher has been suspended after being caught using a colleague's toothbrush. Putin and Kim Jong-un impersonators assist a Zelensky impersonator out of Ukraine. And a student surgically implanted a Bluetooth device inside his own ear to cheat on an exam. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I have a few weird stories, what I call segments for you today from around the world. Pretty weird. Let's go. A Japanese teacher has been suspended after being caught using a colleague's toothbrush. The Prefectural Board of Education announced that a 51-year-old teacher at a public junior high school in Shunan, Yamaguchi Prefecture, had been suspended for three months for repeated inappropriate behavior, including, quote, impulsively putting his colleague's toothbrush into his mouth about 20 times. Well, that's only 20 times that you know of. It's probably more like 80 times, a lot of times you don't know of. Maybe even put it in other places other than the mouth. You know, people got these toothbrush fetishes, man. They go, they put it in the mouth. They put it in the, in the buttski. Yeah, it's true. They'll put your toothbrush right in their buttski and then put it right back. And then you don't even know this happens in the world. I've heard of it. According to this education board, they have evidence. The instructor visited a school nurse's office 30 times without authorization at 5 a.m. each time, which is well before school begins and well after school's already ended. He went through the room's desk and drawers, putting the nursing teacher's toothbrush inside his mouth about 20 times. I wonder if they have video footage of this. Disturbing. The school nurse noticed something was wrong, including the wet toothbrush. (laughs) Wow, how wet did he get this toothbrush that by the time she was using it, which is probably about midday, it was still moist from his mouth. So the school nurse had an idea that something was afoot. So she set up a video camera, which captured the male teacher's inappropriate behavior on multiple occasions. The teacher was quoted as saying, Hi, geez, I got carried away with an impulse to put someone's toothbrush into my mouth. I I felt close to that nursing teacher. Oh, boy, this is a special kind of creepy now, isn't it? This teacher was suspended yesterday. And it seems to me like you need to do more than suspend this teacher. This teacher needs to not, maybe not be a teacher. You got to kind of hold teachers to higher standards. You really do. You can't have a teacher with a toothbrush fetish. You just can't. Um, Now, of course, you could go join the clergy. They seem to (laughs) open their arms to this kind of behavior. (laughs) I'm kidding, guys. The, The clergy's amazing, amazing. They never do anything wrong. Now, uh, it appears that because this is only a suspension, this teacher is going to actually be back at that school, which is going to be probably an uncomfortable place for that nursing teacher for sure. It's just going to be awkward in the in the teacher's lounge, you know, knowing that that dude has put your tooth your toothbrush inside his mouth twenty times. How do you continue to work with someone like this? And uh, you know, what if they what if you put down your fork after you're done having your lunch and then they come over and take that stick that stick that in their mouth 20 times. I mean, it's probably not going to end. Clearly, the teacher's got a thing for the nursing teacher. Oh, man. No, it's just it's just hard. It's just hard in the world. Men are so creepy. It's just I, I, sorry ladies, we're very <laughs> we're so creepy. Oh, especially in Japan, these guys are out of their minds. The whole 
taking pictures up skirts on the trains and whatnot. It's an epidemic over there. They just keep taking upskirt photos, they call them. A lot of creepy stuff going on with the Japanese men, I have to say. They seem so docile, don't they? They seem so gentlemanly. <laughs> Little did you, know, did you know. As soon as you walk away, they take your chopsticks that you were just using and put it right in their mouth. <laughs> Putin and Kim Jong-un impersonators help a Zelensky impersonator flee the Ukraine. <laughs> How is this real, this story? There's no denying Putin, Zelensky, and Kim Jong-un make an unlikely trio. But in the world of lookalikes, they actually make a perfect team. Three world leaders impersonators got together to form an escape plan for Umid Izabayev, who is the Ukrainian president's impersonator. The Kim Jong-un impersonator, also named Howard X, discovered Zelensky, Umid, was trapped in Kiev. He gave the Putin impersonator, named Steve Poland, a call to help initiate a plan to get Umid, the Zelensky impersonator, out of the country. Are we following this? It's very confusing. <laughs> I know. I'll just call them the impersonators from now on. The Kim Jong-un impersonator is quoted as saying, when the war began, I thought of Umid, the Zelensky impersonator, because I know he's living in Ukraine. I got in touch with him and told him, you need to get out of here because who knows what will happen if Russia gets a hold of a Zelensky impersonator. And the three lookalikes from different parts of the world don't speak the same language either. To help with translation, Ukrainian expatriate friends from the United States and Singapore stepped in and... Uh, this guy flew to Poland from Singapore to help with the Ukrainian refugees and met Umid personally, who is the Zelensky impersonator. Well, I'm going to try and do this story, but all these names are kind of confusing me. Uh, due to Kiev halting public transportation, Umid, the Zelensky impersonator, could not reach the train station due to the dangers of erratic gunfire and explosions, naturally. During this time trapped in Ukraine, he was allegedly contacted by a Russian producer with a high-paying job opportunity to create Russian propaganda. Oh, how about that? Don't do it, brother. Don't do it. I assume he wisely said no. The producer said Umid's life was in danger and he should consider accepting this proposal. He offered to pick him up in Kiev with the Russian soldiers and escort him to Moscow. <laughs> oh, he got an invite to Moscow. When you're the... the uh, <laughs> the Zelensky impersonator, and then you get an invite from somebody in Russia high up for you to come to Moscow for some work and we'll pick you up, you should say no. Yeah, smart decision. So Umid, the Zelensky impersonator, declined the offer and through the contacts of Steve Poland, who's known as the Putin impersonator, he was able to flee the country and successfully cross the Poland border on Saturday. Umid has been professionally impersonating Ukrainian President Zelensky since... 2019, after a photo of him on the Russian metro went viral. He has since met Zelensky in person on several occasions. Uh, it says here, Howard X and Umid have never met in person. However, both of them featured were featured in a Russian documentary about political lookalikes last year. Uh, okay. Umid will continue his professional career impersonating the Ukrainian president and use his likeness to boost the morale of the Ukrainian defenders against Putin's current aggressions. That's a very good way to use your, uh, your talent and your look-alike abilities, your impersonation abilities. Oh, isn't this a lovely, uplifting story? 
and it's hard to find an uplifting story related to this war, but this is one of them. You have three very talented strangers who happen to share the same abilities, impersonating political leaders, helping one another save the life of one of them so he can continue to use his skills to raise the morale of the Ukrainian people. I think this is very lovely and weird. A medical student surgically implanted a device into his own ear so he could cheat on an exam. A medical student in India has come under scrutiny after he was allegedly caught cheating with a micro Bluetooth device believed to be surgically implanted inside his ear. Wow, if this guy has the skill to surgically implant a micro device into his ear, just let him pass the test at that point. Like, make him a doctor. This is some skill. If you go to these lengths, you clearly have some abilities, in my opinion. This was the student's final attempt to clear the exam after repeatedly failing it since getting admission into the college 11 years ago. This test must be very difficult for a guy like this to not be able to complete it or pass it, rather. The student of the private medical college was appearing for the exam at Mahatma Gandhi Memorial Medical College when he was found with a mobile phone in the inner inner pocket of his trouser, which was connected to a Bluetooth device. Now, they were not able to recover the Bluetooth device while frisking the student, whose name has not been revealed by the college. We have a quote here from the dean at the medical college. He was taking the general medicine exam with 13 others when a university squad came for a surprise check. And that's when they found one of the students with a mobile phone and another with some Bluetooth device. The devices have, of course, been confiscated and their answer sheets were seized. They were given new answer sheets. It says here, after questioning by the college officials, one reportedly said that he had a skin-colored micro-Bluetooth device fixed inside his ear somehow by a surgeon. Another student was caught with a small SIM-powered device and a micro-Bluetooth device, but told college authorities that it was not surgically inserted and can be removed with a pin. So you have two students trying to cheat on this this exam. Well, there's a lot of pressure to pass this exam. It's got to be difficult. I don't, I'm not familiar with medical exams. I did take the SAT many years ago. Uh, I got a 1,200 um, I got 600 verbal, 700 math. Um, did you guys get that joke? So anybody get 600 verbal, 700 math? I got a 1,200. Okay. <laughs> now it says here, the students, of course, purposely concealed these devices because they were asked to submit all the electronic items to the people running the operation. An internal investigation has begun in the matter by the University Examination Committee and devices have been sent for examination. Ooh. After the con- conclusion of the investigation, it will be determined whether these cases merit a police investigation for using unfair means on a medical exam. Oh, boy. Now, this is really not uncommon in India. It says here students getting caught in mass cheating or deploying sly means to not get caught is not uncommon in India where competition is fierce as the aspirants outnumber the amount of vacancies for jobs. Madhya Pradesh state, in fact, was gripped under a massive scandal that's called the Vyapan cheating scam when the Supreme Court had to cancel the licenses of 634 doctors who were involved in this mass cheating scandal. Oh, my goodness. During the scam, spanning the period between 2008 and 2013, several people were arrested for involvement in leaking question papers, 
rigging answer sheets and hiring proxies to sit in for exams instead of the student. Now, there's a quote here from a Dr. Ray, who was the whistleblower in the Viapin scam years ago. He said, it is very easy to get Bluetooth fitted inside one's ears. It is attached to the ear temporarily and then later can be removed. Such a technique was actually used by uh, the Viapin scam years ago. In another incident that grabbed both national and international headlines, several parents and relatives of the students were filmed scaling school walls in 2015 as police stood by watching the mass uncheating unfold. The pictures went viral. Hundreds were arrested, including some parents, and at least 750 students were expelled. Wow, this, they don't give you details. Why were, they, why were the parents climbing the walls, <laughs> trying to toss over the answers? Hey, come on. Get, I just threw the answers over there. Go get them. Very weird. Wow. Mass cheating happens in India. Well, a lot of pressure. I'd imagine this happens in Asia as well because there's, there's a, these, you know, it's very high, highly competitive, these sort of tests in these Asian countries. Mm, a lot of pressure. Now, uh, I was caught cheating in high school. I'll never forget it. Mrs. Gordon, it was chemistry. Man, come on. It's chemistry. What the hell, man? Who can remember these formulas? What the hell? It's got to be the most difficult thing to have like a 15-year-old do. Chemistry. Anyways, I got no regrets. I cheated on something that was very difficult. I don't know. Thankfully, my parents were never notified. And they don't listen to this podcast. So they'll never know. They'll never know. Hey, it's Jonesy. Thanks for joining me. Staying all the way to the outro. You win. You win a brownie. A brownie that makes your feet tingle when you eat it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm caffeinated. Feeling good? My brain's firing. How about yours? You doing okay? Would you like to call the show because one of these segments motivated you? You had an opinion? Maybe it brought up some childhood trauma. You just want to call me and tell me about it? 646-450-2012. You can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. By the way, tomorrow's Friday, so use that email to send me send me some Florida stories because tomorrow... We'll be doing Florida Friday, all the weird news this week from the state of Florida only. So send me articles. You can email them to me. You can send them in a DM on my Instagram, at Funny Jones. You can tweet them to me, at Funny Jones as well. Uh, or you can submit them through the website, weirdafnews.com. I, I had a guy make a little thing there, make a little link that you could submit stuff. Yeah, to pay some, some nerd to do this for me. It's, pretty, it's money well spent, though. I get articles through that, through that portal. I think it's called a portal, right? Anyways, pretty helpful. You know what else you can do at the weirdafnews.com website is join the Patreon. Yeah, that's a good way to support the show. Show that you love Weird AF News. You want to support me and the show, also known as a production, by uh, maybe buying Jonesy a cup of coffee a month or something. That's pretty cool, right? It's worth it. Uh, yesterday, or was it this morning? No, yesterday. Last night I put in several pieces of weird media into the Patreon. I like to keep it pumped full of extra weird stuff that I come across. You know what I mean? So we keep the fun going in the Patreon. So become part of that little crew in there. It's a nice group of people. Uh, they're very into the show and they're lovely, lovely supporters of me. So I'm grateful for all my patrons and you can become one of those by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or download the Patreon app and search for Weird AF News. I'm going to publish some phone calls after this, just giving you a heads up. 
If you wanted to duck out, if not, you can listen to some calls. If you want to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. Try not to drop any F-bombs, please. Keep it safe, okay? Keep it safe for the kids. All right. I love you very much. We'll see you tomorrow on Florida Friday. Looking forward to it. Hey, Jonesy. It's Michael calling from Iowa City. Uh, About a month or so back, maybe six weeks, I don't know, I (laughs) called in and left a sort of a challenge for all of the weirdos when they call in and leave a message to end their phone calls with uh, the phrase, good luck with your life, man. (laughs) And it's caught on a little bit. Some people are doing that at the end of the calls. And I don't know if it was driving you crazy or not, but the point of it is, is you played my call and people are doing it. So I guess if the idea uh, was something you hated, you wouldn't have played my call and issuing that challenge. So it must have been something that didn't bother you. But anyway, I noticed that people are doing it, and I think that's kind of cool. But anyway, um, I just wanted to kind of comment on that, and uh, I see that people are doing that, so that kind of gives me some satisfaction. I think that's a good catchphrase for you, and if you ever do get merch, that can be your, uh, your I don't know, I guess, logo or something, uh, not logo in the proper word, but your catchphrase, I guess. So anyway, uh, that's just a thought. And so I guess I'll end my phone call <laughs> that I'm making right now in that way. And I'll do it in different languages and put a challenge out there for everyone listening uh, who speaks a different language to call in and uh, say the catchphrase in, in a different tongue, in their native tongue or in a different language. So I can do a few for the languages that I speak. So I'll say, good luck with your life, man. And then I'll do it in Spanish. Uh, Buena suerte, conta vida, hombre. And in French, uh, bon chance avec TV, uh, Mick. Bon chance avec TV, Mick. And that's French. And then I'll, in Ukrainian, uh, udache jeti. Um, I gotta think here for a second. Udache jetiam cholevista. There we go. Udache jeti cholevista. So, Ukrainian. So, <laughs> good luck with your life, man. Udache jetiam cholevista. Ukrainian. Take care, everyone. Good luck with your life, man. Hey, Josie. This is Amanda calling from Pennsylvania. So I was just listening to your podcast uh, with the Japanese and the deer things. There's some inconsistencies, which is interesting because, to my understanding at least, um, ponytails is not a haircut, it's a hairstyle. Um, and I don't know. What do they do when people have short hair? I don't know. It's really weird. And then the deer thing, the roadkill app, whatever it is. Um, at the beginning of the the article, um, you said it said a mule, but then you called it a doe. So I'm like, well, which one is it? <laughs> it does make a difference, you know. But anyway, um, interesting stories uh thanks for putting a unique spin on weird stories 
Hey, Jonesy, this is Skeeter down in Jacksonville, Florida, and I was analyzing your uh, stories from yesterday on the podcast, and you did one about this man down in uh, Dallas, Texas, and Austin, Texas. I guess he splits his time. His name was Dan, never did give his last name, but he was uh, suing the telemarkers because they were calling him up all the time, many times a day, and he figured out a way to... Uh, find out who those telemarkers were and sue them and get judgments against them uh, because the government says you can't call people if they're on the do not call list. And not only did he get fines against those companies, but he got money himself as a settlement. And you hate them telemarkers. You said so yourself. And I do too, because I get calls all the time. And that call about warranty, I own car, Jonesy. My car that I got up on blocks in the front yard. So I don't even have a car that I can drive, but uh, I figured out we need to figure out the situation. So what we need to do is get all the weirdos together and split up the names on the list for every Dan that lives in either Dallas or Austin, and we'll each call a bunch of Dans and until we get the right one and ask them, you know, how did he do this? How did he figure out what to do and uh, get those fines and those those uh, court settlements so he could get the money because we all want in on that money. That sounds like big money. So let's just all start calling everyone that's named Dan, and uh, they may not want the calls, but we'll we'll figure out who it is, and then we'll we'll figure out the way to do this, and we'll all make money on this, Jonesy. Sounds like a pretty simple solution to me. And then uh, there were some other things I was thinking about your stories that you did, and uh, the first one was about those Japanese girls that were wearing uh, ponytails. You said all it takes is for the breeze to blow the right way to get a 13-year-old boy excited. Well, that's the first thing I wanted to talk to you, that's A on my list. And I say, you don't even have to have the breeze to blow the right way, Jonesy, to get a 13-year-old boy excited. Now, the second thing I wanted to talk to you, number two, is that if you uh, said something at the end of your podcast about you don't have the money to send in to support you, just the best way to spread something is to do it by word of mouth. Well, we might be talking about different subjects here, but I have found in my experience, now again, we might be talking about different things, that the best way to spread something is by having unprotected sex. And then the last thing, D, is uh, if you got an uncle that's been sprayed by a skunk, there's a word for that, and that is skunkle. I've had that experience myself. Okay, I what? No, I'm not talking about Becky Sue. I know she's a horse. Jonesy, I've got to go. I got a situation here.